y'all. <laughs>
somewhere in there you end up being happy as well so just you know just keep that in mind okay I guess the bottom line is love is an action word just keep that in mind and I'm gonna be saying that throughout that how love is an action word because a lot of times people throw the word love around and they don't realize that the just telling somebody you love them is one thing but how you treat them have to line up with the words that you say so if you treating them one way and saying something else that doesn't quite go together you can't dog somebody out say mean things to somebody be abusive to somebody whatever that abuse look like and be like and I love you so just keep that in mind and and, and I'm going to be pointing that out a little bit along the way just a little bit because I have something else that I want to talk about today but before I talk about that let me just say that because it's you know enough about the sacrifice but let me just talk about for a moment let me have just a brief break before I transition into where we're going today and just reminisce for a moment can you guys go on a journey with me please so here it is so I don't know what your childhood was like some of you saying doctor you don't my childhood was rough you said look man I had parents that was like this that and the other other family members like this and that I was at school people were bullying this that and the other I don't know but I promise you somewhere in there you can remember at least one or two good moments even in the midst of some situations that may not have been the best I'm sure that you can remember something positive that had happened in your life growing up and one of the most positive moments I can remember matter of fact I had many of these particular moments was just being outside in the midst of friends being outside man I was a young buck and I was just outside you know young lady outside playing with friends I mean we would be skating and we would be riding bikes eating sugar cane freeze cups and 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 funyuns and and drinking fago sodas I mean I know somebody saying what kind of childhood you was having but yeah I'd be standing outside talking and eating a sandwich at the same time just having a real good time and we'll be out there dancing and sometimes in between the bite on the sandwich and chewing on the sugar cane you know in between some of that we'll decide somebody might start beatboxing and I know somebody like what is a beatbox but you in this day and age I don't know if they're doing that anymore but back in my day people started break dancing and beatboxing and all this other good stuff and so one of the things that you know we also used to do is we start freestyling right right you remember what I'm talking about that means when you got something to say or you got some type of poem rap whatever you get a chance to say that so I thought about this thing and I said you know what I said they think Dr. E only be singing and I do be trying to hit a little note or two. I don't know if I make it all the time. I know sometimes I hear some one of my clients say, Dr. E, you were struggling a little bit. But I, and, and it happens. It happens. But every now and then, you know, I mean, I try to get it in just like anybody else. But I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to do a little rap because I was just reminiscing on back in the day. And I'm going to get to the reason why this is important. But I was like, you know what? I said, I'm going to rap so they can know that this is not all what Dr. E do. You know, Dr. E just don't talk to you and sing to you. You know, Dr. E will rap to you also, right? So I said, I'm going to get this little rap in so they can know uh, where I'm coming from. Because I don't think they get, you know, how hard I be coming, right? So here we go. Here we go. So imagine that beatboxing going on. Here we go. You got you got my beatboxing? You got my beatboxing? You got you to gotta be feeling Because we be like, uh, uh, uh. You got to feel it. You got to feel it, right? So here I go. Here go, Dr. E, all right? You ready? Here go. Dr. E is on the mic about to make some noise, about to hit so hard like I'm one of the boys willing to sacrifice to tell you right in hopes that you would choose a better life. Oh, so you had to have that oh. You see, the oh mean I went hard, right? So I don't know if you remember that back in the day, but that oh, that oh set it off, right? So you like, Dr. E, what in the world? does that have to do what in the world do any of that that oh and hopefully you over there on the other side like Dr. okay oh you know something but you like what in the world does any of that that you're talking about that reminisce that moment has to do with what you're going to talk about today well the podcast topic for today is developing a relationship 
I know, right? I went so simple. Developing a relationship. And I thought this was an important topic because after people were listening to the episode about, you know, how to sacrifice, you know, the cost of it all, sacrificing for relationships, they were like, what well, Dr. E? But what about those people of us that don't even know how to get a relationship? They were like, what, what you talking about? We're, like, we don't even, we're trying to get one. So I said, you know what? Let me talk about how to obtain and maintain a positive relationship. I said, that is so important. How do we... I mean, really, how do we obtain and maintain a positive relationship? And I said, well, wait a minute, because, you know, I did all this talking and I was thinking, you know, first, before I get into that, I was thinking I need to talk to them about the purpose of a relationship anyway. What's the purpose of a relationship? Because, you know, nowadays, again, people saying I don't want to get married or you got some people say, you know, no new friends, no new friends. Or I talk to somebody and I'm like, you know, do you love them? Love, love. What's love? You know what I mean? Everybody got so I don't be trying to really have feelings like that. I be thinking like, oh my God. So what's the purpose of a relationship anyway? Some of you sitting there saying, well, Dr. E, to have somebody. But, but have them for what? Have them for what? What we need them for? Well, this is Dr. E. I, this is my definition. I don't know. You know, I, this is, I mean, I guess I could have looked it up or something, but I'm going to give you what I got because I this just came from the heart. I was like, well, why, why we need relationships? Relationships is so that we don't feel lonely. Right. We don't want to feel lonely. A lot of times we find ourselves feeling lonely. And so having somebody around helps us to not feel so alone. And it's funny, even those people who are introverts can find themselves being with someone still being an introvert, but also fulfilling that that void that they have of, of loneliness. Right. And then the other is to have someone to share life with. You want someone to do things with. Go to the movies. Go out to eat. Share a laugh. Go fishing. You want someone that can you can share life with. Talk about moments. Remember when? You need some of that. And then also help. Help. You know, you out there and your child go flat. You need somebody to call, right? What about when you go to the hospital, you know, and the doctor say, and who would you like us to call? Or who's out there waiting on you? Or is there anybody you want us to call to the back? You want to have somebody. So the purpose of relationships, and don't get me wrong, that could be a friendship, that could be family, that could be an intimate relationship. But the bottom line is we don't want to feel alone. We want to have someone to share life with. We all need help. And then to sum it up, it's a sense of belonging. We all want to belong somewhere. We never want to feel like we out here in the world by ourselves. But why are you doing this podcast, Dr. E? Why are you doing this particular episode? Why are we talking about developing relationships? Because meeting people can be hard. Meeting people can be hard. Everybody's always saying, Dr. E, do you know how hard it is out here in these streets? They say, Dr. E, it's very hard to meet people. And when I listen to people, because I be listening, everybody be coming to me telling me that, I'm like, what makes it so hard? And then I had to sum it up. I said, man, sometimes it's due to a lack of social skills. People just I'm like, I mean, do I say hello to them or not? Uh, they having a conversation. Do I jump in or do I be quiet? How do I introduce myself, Dr. E? So sometimes it's just a lack of social skills. Sometimes it's a busy lifestyle. We're like, we ain't got time, man. I'm trying to meet some people, get to know some people, have some friends, invite some people over, but I'm just busy. I ain't got time. I want some people in my life, but I'm busy. And then sometimes it's just past experiences. Past experiences can make it hard because we might go out there in the world expecting something that we've already experienced, something negative that we've already experienced. And it may or may not turn out that way, but just sometimes our past experiences can keep us from going out there having new experiences, right? But I'm going to hit on all three of these things just to give you some ideas of things you can do in order to try to obtain and, you know, manage 
a relationship. This, this, this right here is probably what we call a simple podcast episode. And I say that because some of you might be like, Dr. E, I know this already. I'm good. I talk to people all day. Then wait, wait to part two of this, which is still on this particular episode. But just continue to hear me out because I'm going to come around to you a little bit. I promise you, you're going to get something, right? But for those people who say, nah, I'm at zero, Dr. E. I don't even know how to get out there and have a word at somebody. How do I get a chance to even meet somebody? Then I want you to be paying attention right now because I'm just going to go over these three areas and I'm just going to talk about how you can go about trying to see or trying to meet people and some of the things that you want to consider along the way okay you're like I like the social skills I'm trying to figure out what do I say to the people how do I even meet people what can I do to meet people I'm going to say join a group or a club take a class volunteer and I know you're saying, well, Dr. E, that's easy. Everybody know to do that. You know, okay, if I join a group club or take a class or volunteer or whatever, I mean, that don't really tell me if I got an issue with socializing. If I got a, if I got a problem talking to people, how does joining a club or a group or taking a class or volunteering help? Well, because it has structure to it. It has structure to it. That's why. Dr. E is telling you that it's, it's easy because you already have a topic to talk about. There's already some type of interest there. So you're not going to just join any club or take any class or volunteer anywhere. You're going to go to a place where you already have an interest. That way you're meeting people already with similar interests. And it makes it easier to have conversation. And for some of you who say or feel like I don't there's so much I don't know. Well, hopefully either you can look at it as you both there to learn about something you're interested in, because if you're interested in it, it won't take you long to learn it. Or it's something you already know something about and then you can grow the knowledge on. So that is something you can do to try to meet people. So you're saying, OK, that's not my problem, Dr. E. My problem is I got a busy lifestyle. I, I'm busy. I work long hours. I got to take care of, you know, nieces and nephews or parents. And, you know, I have kids that I got to tend to. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a part of uh, various uh, community um, things on, on boards and things like that. And, you know, of course, you know, the church taking up a lot of my time. I got a whole lot of church stuff going on. You know, how do I do it? Well, uh, the reason why I spoke about the way things were years ago, decades ago, was because of the fact that things have changed out here. Things have changed. It used to be so easy to just walk outside, talk to people, meet friends. And now life has changed so much that we, we're doing what? We're going online. We're going online. So if you have a busy lifestyle, there is nothing wrong with going online and meeting someone. That's one of the ways you can do it. You can go online. Now, when I talk about going online to meet people, whether it's friends, it don't necessarily have to be an intimate partner. If you're going online to meet an intimate partner, that's fine. Or to meet friends. You can do it online as well. Join book clubs, this, that, and the other. There's so many things to do, right? But just be safe. Because I didn't see good things happen with meeting people online. People have met each other, fell in love, gotten married. And I've seen bad things happen online. People have gotten beaten or um, went through other type of abuse, sexual abuse. Or uh, we hear stories all the time about people who have been taken for their money. So there's so many other things that are negative that can happen as well. So you can either have, you know, a very good experience online or you can have a very bad experience online. And I think that I'm going to have to do an episode on maybe online dating and things that you can do to kind of protect yourself with online dating, because I think that is very important because I'm not, you know, Dr. E is not against online dating. I encourage people to do it if you don't get a chance to get out, but there still need to be a safety component. And if you feel uncomfortable with that, you like Dr. E, I'm busy, but I sure ain't trying to go online, then get help from current friends. 
you got to have one or two people you know and maybe they can invite you or connect you to other friends other other friends that they don't that they don't mind sharing and I have to say that because sometimes we have to be careful when introducing friends to friends, you know, we, because sometimes that can that can get out of hand as well. But especially if you're trying to have a romantic relationship, an intimate relationship, there's nothing wrong with being connected to someone through a friend. And I actually think that that's a safer way to do it than doing it online, because hopefully that friend, if it's a good friend, they love you enough and they're going to be cautious with you enough that they're going to try to fix you up with someone whom they feel will not be mistreating you or or that they know something about. So you already have some type of foundation to go off of to decide if you want to get to know this person further. Okay. Now, what about past experiences? Past experiences. A lot of times a bad divorce uh, or just a previous, you know, long, long-term relationship can keep us from meeting people or engaging in friendships or relationships so or past abuse can keep us from doing it. Okay. Sometimes people experience abuse from a partner and male or female, whatever that abuse may be, and they don't want to go through that anymore. And what if they were just hurt in any other way or taken for granted? Sometimes we go through something with someone else because as we have discussed, people impact us. They impact us from they impact us from a historical standpoint they impact us from a current standpoint and they also impact our future because a lot of things that we do the way we move the way we think is based off of people whom we didn't had dealings with in our past so people just there they impact us at every stage of our life so we have to be able to deal with past experiences how do we do that dr e you know i'm gonna say get some therapy get some therapy or wait until you're ready now let me explain get some therapy I'm not saying you got to wait until you, what we call fully healed. You know, because people are like, I don't work on myself before I get out there. You, you, nobody's 100% out here. So that's not, that's gonna, I mean, if you're looking to work on yourself to 100%, you're going to be working on yourself to the cows come home. It is what it is. Because nobody's 100% out here. Work on yourself. And I, what I encourage people to do is if you're seeking friendships or relationships and or relationships, then I say go to therapy even while you're trying to get to know someone. That's important because that helps you to kind of see why you're doing the things you do. It's almost like good trial and error, you know, and then the therapist can help to guide you as you're trying to build relationships so that you don't misread something or so they can help you understand something. You know, as you're getting getting a chance to to learn and to learn that person and build a rapport with that person. So this is very important. So get some therapy and get some therapy as you not only at the beginning of the process of meeting people, but get therapy, you know, during the process of getting to know someone. And then, of course, you always want to wait until you're ready. I'm not saying if you're if you're not ready, then don't jump out there. And what I mean by ready. OK, OK, here we go. Here we go. Now, I'm a, I'm going to tell some business. I'm going to tell some business. But this light, this 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 light, this ain't this ain't detail people business. This ain't detail. And, and I was sitting out and I, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell y'all where I was sitting there, too. You know, because some people be embarrassed, but I'm going to go and tell, tell y'all where I was. I was sitting out at Hooters. I love their wings. I ain't going to even lie to you. Hooters got some good wings. Who the wings? Hooters got some good wings. And I people feel some kind of way, but you know, Hooters really is a family restaurant. So I would go sit at Hooters and get me some wings. And I was sitting there at Hooters eating. And um, cause wings good now. I'm gonna tell you, if you ain't had them Daytonas, get some. You know, Hooters should send me a little money for that little plug. But you know how I did. I, I know I can't get it, but you know how I did. But anyway, uh I was sitting at Hooters and I was sitting around a group of guys. You know, I'm friendly. Y'all know Dr. E friendly. I'm friendly. I gotta talk to everybody. 
Everybody, everybody. I got to talk to everybody because I'm in everybody business. People looking at me weird. They like, um, I, do I know you? Like, why are you asking me questions? Because I'm nosy. Y'all know I'm nosy. I tell y'all I'm nosy, right? So check this out. I was sitting at Hooters just chilling out, eating me some wings, you know, original highs from Daytona's. And uh, and I had to have them, them curly fries with it because, you know, I, I don't know why, but I had to have some, some every now and then I get the salad when I'm playing healthy, you know, with all that grease. But you know how I did. But most of the time it's some curly fries. But anyway, but I was sitting there and some guys were talking to me and they was talking about the different stages, right, of where they were with women. And one guy was talking to me and he was talking to me about marriage life. The other guy was talking to me about how he had been divorced. And then there was another guy that was talking to me about how he felt being a father at a uh, a more mature age. But one of the guys kind of took the conversation because everybody tend to like, you know, tune into this one guy because he was going through it. So this guy was talking about how he was hurt from a past divorce. And he was saying how he was hurt from this past divorce. And he explained how um, he had met a female that was really sweet. He was like, she is so sweet, kind, nice hearted female. And he was talking about how bad he felt for. Her. And I'm like, you just talk about how wonderful she is, but you, you feel bad for. Her? And he was like, yeah, you know, I feel bad for her because I'm dogging her out. And, you know, that didn't I, that didn't compute to me. I'm like, you know, she a good girl, but you dogging her out. And he said, yeah, he said, I'm dogging her out because I ain't ready for nothing. He said, I just ain't ready for nothing. He said, I'm hurting. He said, you know, when a man hurt, he'll tend to take it out on the woman who come after the woman who hurt him. So it's like that in-between woman, I guess, you know. And so even no matter how sweet she is, nice she is, you know, she can get dogged out. And I, I think that's kind of sad because, you know, we ladies, we take it personal sometimes, you know, and I'm sure men do, too. They like, man, I, I want him that did you some kind of way. I know, you know, that's how men are looking at women. Like, I'm, I'm not the woman. I'm not the man that cheated on you. I'm not the man that hit you upside your head. I'm not that man. Why are you taking it out on me? Well, obviously, men feel the same way, you know. So but anyway, so. He was talking about this and he was just like, listen, he said, you know, she's a sweet girl. I'm dogging her out. He said, but um, I feel bad about it. He said, but I told her to go on, on because I, you know, I'm not there. And I'm like, but she really trying to be with you. What's the problem? She really trying to be with you. And so he explained to me, he was just like, I'm really not ready. He said, you know, there's something that women don't understand and this is where all the other men you know here they go got to chime in and i wish y'all was there where my ladies at i wish y'all was there to have dr e back man I, I i do because you know when men start talking you get one two the third one chime in everybody's sitting around and when you got the men there you know men stick together you know we women sometimes we be at each other's throat sometimes with the men i don't know how they do it they tend to they tend to stick together so they talking to me and they telling me how men hurt and they explained to me, they say, you know, men hurt worse than women. And I'm like, how you figure? And so one of the other guys cleared it up. He said, I'm not saying that we hurt worse than you. I'm not really, I don't know if I can say that. But what I can say is when a man decides to give his all to a woman and a woman hurt him, he's deeply hurt. Like he, it, it, it takes a longer time for, for a man to bounce back from being hurt than it does a woman. And, and I don't know what's up with that. You know, it's like they think we used to it or something. I, but we wouldn't be used to it if they weren't doing it, right? But, you know, men say that. They say, listen, they say we have a hard time when we are hurt in relationships. And until we're ready, no matter how wonderful the woman is, we tend to take it out on that female 
until we feel like we're ready. It's almost like a safety mechanism. Now, I don't know. I know some of y'all men like Dr. E, them men didn't know what they, they didn't know what they were talking about. I, I already know that every woman is not the same and, you know, I treat them all differently. And then there's some of you men that are saying, yeah, I've been hurt. I've been hurt. Yeah, so it made it hard for another person to get in because I was scarred. And it took me a long time to get over that. You know, I don't know where you stand because, you know, no human being uh, stand in the exact same space. Right. Everybody thinks differently. But I'm just telling what these group of men were telling me. And so that goes back to my point. It's like if you're not ready, in other words, if you know that you're at a place where you'll be harming somebody else emotionally, then there's no need to try to develop a relationship with anybody. But if you're saying, no, I'm not at that place. I'm just trying to work on me. Then work on you to a certain point. And then again, allow your therapist to help you the rest of the way as you get a chance to move forward and get a chance to know people because that's what your therapist is there for. Okay, so no matter what it is that you're dealing with, you know, whether you're saying, hey, I lack the social skills, you know, I got a busy lifestyle or it's just my past experiences. There are ways to get out there and meet people. It's unfortunate that it's not the way it used to be, not as easy as it used to be. I don't know what's going on with this. It's like we're afraid as human beings to interact with each other or we're afraid automatically that we're hurt each other. Or let me just say this. We are aware that we will hurt one another when we shouldn't because that's unfair when we can have a little bit more harmony and 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 actually enjoy the energy that individuals give to other individuals right but okay now let's go part two because some of the rest of y'all saying you know i i i talk to people dr e i don't have a problem with meeting people i can talk to people all day okay dr e can talk to people all day I, okay I can talk to people all day. I love talking to people. I, I really do. That's why I'm up at Hooters having these conversations with these men, you know, and it was very informative. I just love doing that. Right. But the hard part for some, not all, because, you know, the hard part for, for many of you is, is like, how do I get to find? How do I find a person? But so for some of you, let me say that the hard part is maintaining a relationship. And you said, how do I maintain a relationship? And I'm going to tell you something. There's some core things that's going to be the same. No matter how you develop that relationship, whether you develop it uh, online or while you're in a group volunteering or you met them at the nearest Kroger, Tom Thumb, Safeway, uh, Food Line, Walmart, Target. I don't care. There's some things that are just going to ma maintain the same. It's going to be the same. So the first thing I'm going to say is you need to label the relationship. Label the relationship. You need to know what you're doing. For real. That's serious. And don't get me wrong. It's not going to happen right away. I don't meet you on Monday and we labeling it on Tuesday. It don't, it don't, it don't work that way, but it shouldn't take too long either to know where you're going and labeling the relationship is important. And why it's important to label the relationship, Dr. E? Why, why Dr. E? Why we got a label? Why we got to put a label on it? I don't like labels. I don't like labels. Well, think about it like this. It's just like working at a company. You had a company and they hired you, but you had no job title. You just there and somebody asks you what you do. At some point, you want to you want to feel a sense of knowing what you're supposed to do. And it's hard to know what you're supposed to do if you don't have a label. OK, so you got to be able to have a label on what it is that you're doing, because it helps to define the duties that go up under the relationship. If we friends, that's one thing. Right. So we got to know if we if we're talking about being together, that's another OK, so you got to be able to define the relationship because labeling the relationships not only define the relationship itself, but it define in detail the duties that's up under that relationship. OK, all right. Here go an example. Here go an example because I can't leave y'all hanging. So 
we got a receptionist and we got a parking attendant. We got the receptionist and the parking attendant, right? And all of a sudden, somebody pull up because they need their car parked. Who's going to do that? Is that going to be the receptionist or is that going to be the parking attendant? Now, I know both of you saying, uh, you know, Dr. E, sometimes receptionists might have to, you know, get in for the parking attendant. I get that. But on a normal day, it would be your parking attendant. Now, the switchboard ringing. The switchboard ringing five lines. Ringing at the same time. Who you expecting to answer that? Are you looking for the parking attendant to answer that? Or are you looking for the receptionist to answer that? Right? So what I'm saying is having the label to find the duties up under that. Okay, broadly. Let me, let me give them to you. Okay, friends, families, co-worker, partner. Those are labels. Those are labels. And I'm sure that family get treated differently than friends. Sometimes, unless you consider friends family. But co-workers may get treated differently than family, right? Your partner or your husband will get treated differently than friends, hopefully. Or your wife will be diff- get treated differently than friends. You see what I'm saying? Those are just broad labels. If we know what we're doing, are we friends? What are we doing? Then we know the role we're supposed to play. All right, so let me, for the per- let, me, let me go here. Let's go, let's, let's go to intimate relationship labels, okay? So, here go a few, because I know, you, I know, man, stuff be growing every day. But friends with benefits, okay? If we friends with benefits, that's one thing. Situationship, if we got a hookup, or if we're in a true committed relationship, okay? If you got friends with benefits, you may or may not be thinking they should be asking you where you going. That's not the duty. The duty is not for them to know where you at all the time. That ain't what y'all doing, okay? If you got a situationship, then you know what it is. If it's a hookup, why you ask me any extra questions about anything else? You know what we're doing? What I'm saying is that's why it's important for you to know how the person you with see your relationship. Like together, you need to come and say, hey, what we doing? So that way you can, you can, you know, you can act accordingly. If you a hooker, why are you fixing plates? What you fixing plates for? Now, if you feel like you're in the mood to fix plates, by all means, Dr. E ain't telling you don't fix a plate. But what I'm saying is fixing plate don't fall up under your duty. If you want to do extra, that's what you want to do. That's fine. But if you're a hooker, what you fixing plates for? So I think the bottom line is knowing what the expectation is. Now, this is not saying that once you find the label out that that's the job for you. I'm not saying that. Let me let me say that again. Just because you find the label out and you know, somebody try to label you, don't mean that that's the job for you. You might be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I thought I got hired for something else. You know, and that happens all the time. Somebody hire you for something else and say, oh, I'm sorry, that's not available anymore. But we can give you this. You got questions. Is the pay the same? You know, so what the hours? You got questions. And that's just, that should be the same way you approach an intimate relationship. I got questions. Wait a minute. What we doing? I need to know, do plate fixing come up under that? Am I washing your clothes? I need to know what we're doing. So I can know if I want to accept that position or not. Because that is important. And that goes both ways. But my guys and my ladies. Because guys, what you what you buying jewelry for? What you buying jewelry for? What you buying jewelry for if it's a hookup? Now, if you're in the mood and you just flossing like that and you got money like that and you just want to, you know, just make it rain and buy everybody jewelry, great. But if that is not your wife, or the woman that you are committed to, then what you buying a jewelry for? And I know you're saying, Dr. E, don't mess with the ladies like that. Dr. E, I know you're saying, Dr. E, let them buy some jewelry, Dr. E. Let them buy. I, I'm, I, okay, let me hush, because I'm with y'all. All right, if he going to buy it, let them buy it. I ain't mad. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I, let me get off that. So if you, I mean, if you the hook up and you get the jewelry, then what it is. I'm off that. But I'm just saying that the label details 
the you know it details the role you need to know so you can know what's expected of you and so that you don't get your feelings hurt in the long run because I think a lot of time people feelings end up being hurt because they function in one capacity will not recognize what capacity that they're in right so please make sure you know the label okay and I'm gonna be honest with you man some you know people lie so do hate it and it's hard for me to believe because dr e be shooting it like it is i like when i say what i say i done said it but there's a lot of people out here a lot so sometimes they'll tell you a label and you think you function in one label to find out is another so that's tricky we'll get on that another episode but just be careful but the one you know and the one you feel comfortable in and the one you you feel like you functioning in and that y'all agreed upon you need to know what that is right okay so many of us want to be in a relationship what does it take dr e we want to be in a relationship. We want a committed relationship. Matter of fact, this particular episode, I'm going to focus on an intimate, committed relationship, whether it's a long-term partnership or a marriage. And I say that because, you know, some people down for marriage, some people not. But that doesn't mean that they're not committed to each other. They can still love each other and have made a commitment to spend their life together without going to the courthouse. Okay, they can they might just have a commitment ceremony. I don't know. But I'm gonna tell you what don't change. And I'm going to use one of these words interchangeably. So I'm gonna need you to work with me. Okay, the thing that is needed to maintain a relationship. You ready? You ready? Because it's not all of it. But this is big. I mean, Dr. E considered this to be big stuff. This is big. Now the things that's needed. Here it is. You ready? You ready for it? You ready? The thing that is needed is going to be time, time and communication. Now, the word that I'm going to say is interchangeable is going to be time because I'm, I'm going to interchange that with attention. So time or attention and communication. And the reason why I say that is because if you're giving that person time, you're giving them attention. Right. And if you're giving them attention, it takes time to give them attention. Right. So and then, of course, communication. So you have to be able to have effective. Let me. Ooh, there I go. I got complicated. I just got complicated. Effective communication with a person. But communication is going to be key. Okay. You have to be able to talk about what you both want and expect from the other. That is so important. What's even more important is how much communication is needed. I got so many people that say, man, I don't keep my, I got guys that be like, man, I don't keep my phone with me. Like, you know, she texts me and she want to text right back, like right on the spot. So and then I got, you know, females that be like, man, I text him and he, he waited three hours before he texted me back. I'm like, well, was he working? You know, and vice versa. Sometimes guys will be like, well, I've been texting her. She ain't saying nothing, you know, but she's tending to something at the time, you know. So it's like you got to be able to know how much communication is needed, which means you got to talk about that. You got to communicate to find that out. How much communication is needed to keep the relationship right? And also what it is that you both want and expect from the other. That's so important. That's back to labels. Okay, what we doing? And if you're dealing with somebody who don't want to put a label on it, then they ain't really trying to give you no job. That's a flag by itself, right? So not only do you want to communicate with the person, but the communication need to be fruitful. It has to be fruitful communication. Now, I know when you first, you know, start to get to know each other, it's like, hey, hey, you know, what's your name? What's your name? You know, okay, then, well, what's your zodiac sign? All right, what kind of food you like? You know, it's going to be surface level, in other words, right? There's nothing wrong with surface level communication because you have to build to more. But the more you spend what? Time together. Say it again, Dr. E. The more you spend what? Time together. Y'all like my little what? Time together, the more that communication should increase and the more fruitful the communication should become deeper. So 
that is where you should be going. And if you're not seeing that happen, that is a red flag. Okay. Now, the only way communication is going to get deep or be fruitful is if you feel safe. So the thing about it is, and I'm going to encourage you not to divulge any personal information or anything that you feel like a person can come back and harm you with if you don't feel safe. If you're feeling unsafe about the situation, don't don't put it out there. But as you communicate with each other and you start to feel safe with each other, then you should be able to state your true feelings for one another. That should come about where you stand, what you desire in life, if you can fulfill each other's desires. So that is how you start to build that bond. Okay. And you're saying, yeah, I want to be with you. You want to be with me. So here we go. If that's what you decide to do. Okay. Now, effective communication, effective communication. What make communication effective, Dr. E? What make it effective? What make communication effective? Respect, boundaries, trust, support. I mean, this is just the name, a good few. All right, let's go again. Respect. Respect each other's choice and opinion. In other words, you know, each other's views. You're not going to see things the same way. Take time to understand each other, okay? Matter of fact, Stephen Covey said it best. Take time to, to understand versus being understood. So respect, boundaries. You don't need anybody that's trying to control you, and you don't need to be trying to control anybody. That's just what it is. Make it, I mean, really, if somebody trying to tell you that they want something from you and they keep, you told them no, especially sex, and you done told them no, then they have to respect that, okay? What about if you tell them you don't like them cussing at you or hitting at you, whatever the case may be, boundaries. Don't come, I, I'm, a, I'm a single parent. Don't come to my house, you know, after 6 p.m. or don't call at the 8. They have to respect that. Not because they just ready to talk. Y'all come up with some agreements on that. But respecting each other's boundaries. That's going to be important for both my, my, my women and for my men. Trust. Can I trust you with my feelings? Can I trust you not to use the things that I say against me? Can I trust you in my space? And as you communicate with one another and get to know each other, you start to realize how much you can trust one another. And not based only off the things that you say to each other, but also off the things that that individual says about other people. You have to pay attention to that. You got to understand they're trying to impress you. So you have to be, look beyond what they say and how they treat you. And you have to pay attention to how they are talking to and they're treating other people to see if I can trust this person. Also, support. Support. And when I say support, you know, I'm going to have that as an interchangeable word also and say feeling safe. You got to feel like the person that you are speaking with got your back. They want the best for you. And that you don't have to change yourself in order to communicate with them or be with them. That's important. That's that's good communication right there. If I got to stop what I want to say or use certain words or be quiet or you're going to be talking over me or anything like that. Or I mean, you just got to be careful to make sure that you can be your authentic self. And if you're able to be your authentic self, then that's a that's a wonderful thing. And that's a good start where we can continue to communicate with each other effectively and also Spend good time with one another because those are the two things you need. And that is whether you're meeting each other in person every day and are you online. Most men will tell you that when they're interested in you, the thing you get from them is going to be their time and attention. They're going to communicate with you. If they're not communicating, they just said all they need to say. I'm telling you. So if you sit here saying, Dr. E, he, he hasn't called me, then you already heard your word. A lesson, 
you know, he come with some excuse. That's a good one. But if he keep coming with those and he still ain't calling, he's already told you what he had to say with not calling. Same thing for my gentleman. If you have a woman that you're trying to get her attention and she's not giving it back to you, then why are you still trying to get her? Leave her alone because she's saying so many things and not saying anything right because we have to have communication there's a safety in that because when you communicate with a person you're saying that you're interested in them you're giving them time and attention and those things are very important when it comes to trying to have a relationship again whether it's in person or online I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to be talk about I'm going to talk more about uh, effective communication, online dating and things of that nature. I also have someone that's going to be coming on. I got a guest speaker that's going to be coming on that's going to be talking about purpose because I think that it's so important. And it's something that um, a lot of my clients talk to me about is about understanding their purpose. So I think I think it's very important to address that. And so that's exactly what it is that I'm going to do. Also, I have somebody that's going to be talking about uh, suicide. And not from a basic perspective or a research perspective only, but from an authentic perspective. And I want everybody to kind of tune into this because I think this will be helpful for those who need other people to understand maybe something they even they thought about or even something they even been through. And I think that that is going to be good as well. So I encourage you to stay tuned to all the upcoming episodes. So, you know, continue to hang in there and check me out because I promise that I'll be coming your way with some of the topics that will be coming down the pipe. And if you have something that you want me to speak on, please reach out and say something to me because I want to meet you where you are. I want to make sure that I give you exactly what it is that you need from me. This is important. And I want you to I want you to have the information. A lot of times we look for answers and we may or may not get them. And if I can get them for you and deliver them, that's exactly what it is that I'm hoping to do. I appreciate each one of you. If you know anyone that need any of these episodes that I have posted and ones that are coming up, I encourage you to share them. Share them. Don't hold them to yourself. Be a part of somebody else's growth so that they can be better. Okay. So anyway, this is Dr. E. That's Life Savvy Queen. And I appreciate each one of you. Stay tuned. Until next time. Visit EncouragingYourDreams.com to learn more about Dr. Eastland or to contact her. We welcome you to download, play, and share this podcast with others for personal use. Any commercial redistribution or reproduction of part or all contents in any form is prohibited without our express written permission.